Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. Sunday morning coffee. Alright, this is Banger Bookie's wife. We have a uh, particularly spooky Sunday morning coffee. Uh, we might uh, have Rain Man jump in here at some point, but I'm Joe P, uh, joined by Prophet P, the coach, and of course Capper. And uh, the reason I call it a particularly spooky episode is because both of our big rubbers got fucking murdered last night. Uh, LSU and UNC outrighted. Full on. Uh, I'll start with Capper. Do you want to uh, let, let's let's just recap that LSU pick because my goodness, my goodness. I I don't think there's much to recap. Um, LSU just not a good football team at this point in time. Auburn came to play. I mean, they put pressure on the quarterback all throughout the first two quarters. I mean, forced a couple of huge turnovers, and then they took a twenty-one-three lead into half, and it was I mean, it was over from there because I mean they had a scoop and score, and they had a you know, turnover all the way to the nine yard line. Like you can't win games like that. So unless you're Oklahoma state, even though they didn't, I mean, are you being, are you beginning to suspect that Ed Orgeron may in fact not be a coaching genius? I, I still am giving him the benefit of the doubt here, but I'm, but my, I, I, my world is getting rocked. Um, he's a, uh, he's like a person you love to be around. And I think he's a person who gives you a lot of energy, but I don't know about the X's and O's with him. Uh, we were I, talking so so fitting fittingly is that like mac brown on the other side of the uh, Rain Man yeah. River? we got it if we're talking i mean if we're going to be talking about x's and o's of course you got to bring on you got to bring on we got the coach here and i know the coach himself uh he had some thoughts about uh big blue today and 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 big blue's performance and their coaching uh coach coach how are you feeling uh what a disappointing performance yesterday uh let let me start by saying i know Coach Harbaugh pretty well. I know a lot of people around the Michigan program. 25-plus years uh, in the game. Yesterday was, was an absolute disaster. And, uh, you know, you just feel bad because, again, just knowing, knowing the Michigan fan base, you know that 75% of the fans have just completely jumped ship after that, jumped ship after that disaster yesterday. Uh, and, yeah. you know, listen – do you think? Do you think there's? A, would you say there's some arrogance issues here? Oh, there's a big time arrogance issue at Michigan. I I don't think there's any doubt about it. I actually, I was reading some of the the follow up from the game, and and all of these writers are using the word arrogance, and you know, just stunning to see. I I guess like we really do. You think if you if you're Coach Harbaugh, you're you're going back on the board. I'm sure you just shouted at a parking attendant this morning. What else are you doing today to get right? Well, I, I think there's a I think that I think there's a few things you got to get right, and I think it starts with Don Brown's defense. At some point, these defensive backs have to be coached to play the position without holding or interfering every single play. It, it's just not good enough. <laughs> I mean, these good teams get against them, and it's either a holding penalty or a pass interference penalty. And let me just add, Michigan State is not a good football team, and they made Rocky Lombardi look like you know Joe Montana, Brett Favre, and Patrick Mahomes combined. Coach, you must be forgetting that Michigan State lost to Rutgers. They're pretty good. <laughs> hey, how about that? How about that play in that Rutgers game while we're talking about it? I mean, <laughs> woof. Oh my good! Yeah, the the fifty lateral uh, 
the 50 <laughs> lateral almost bad beat non-bad beat because indian ended up scoring again uh, i tell you what most, like, i've uh i think that play has to create a new rule in college if you have a play that good it cannot get called back on the technicality i'm still not sure where the forward pass was <laughs> no I think if you have a play that good, there should be a private referee that can award you any amount of points uh, for how good it is. It's, uh, it's <laughs> well like the said. end of uh, Harry every year at Hogwarts where uh, it's it, like the globe uh, It's shooting just four like pointers. at the end of year every year at Hogwarts where Dumbledore is like, oh yeah, by the way, six hundred and eighty points here. Gryffindor <laughs> killed it. Congratulations, guys. Uh, let's keep it rolling. We have a lot to cover. Wow, uh, that is so pro- cool. Prop bet you got a. Uh, you, you, you wanted to touch, of course, on uh, last week you were harping on the playoff a bit, uh, but now you yeah, think you have yeah, a plan so presenting for us, yeah? I've got, yeah, I, I did. I, so yesterday was Halloween, and I watched uh, a lot of good football, and I've come to the conclusion that there's only eight teams that dress as real teams, and the other teams for Halloween dress as frauds. And so uh, as we roll over to November 1st, the Day of the Dead, those other teams are dead to me. Let them play their schedule but I'm ready for my new playoff idea. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take the top eight teams, um, we're going to put them in a bubble for three weeks, let them get healthy, and then we're going to let them play some football. And so my new uh, my rankings, we're going to have one versus eight, Bama OU. We're going to have two versus seven, seven, Clemson BYU. Three versus six, OSU and Cincy. And four versus five, Notre Dame Georgia. The playoffs are OSU. here. OSU? We got it. It looks like we got a special rain. OSU, we got a baby. special Rain Man drop in Ohio on the State. episode. Uh, Ohio State, not Oklahoma. I know. We can't. They, we, they ain't the we number just, three team in the country. We just can't kill this guy. Rain Man is is calling in live from the road. We were talking uh, a playoff. We're talking. Oh, all right. Uh, rain Man can't record right now. Uh, rain Man wants to inform everyone that he's driving a bang bus. He's not sure what that means, but he keeps on calling it a bang bus. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so everyone knows we see him right now. He looks uh, sort of healthy, but I'm a little concerned. He's surrounded by men. Uh, I, so we're talking about the, uh, the, the potential playoff. So, so prop IP is essentially arguing that there are eight teams worth playing. Every other team should die. Is that correct? Yeah. It's day of the dead. Uh, Dios de los Muertos. And it's time to just put him in the ground and focus on the good eight. We can let them play a little bit for fun so we can bet on some fun games, but there's really eight good teams now, and those yeah. are the ones we Well, that's a really fun. fucked up plan, Prop Bet. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, <laughs> and, I, hey, put football first. Uh, and I guess, like, I mean, if we're going to talk about sort of the best teams, uh, the, at least one of these teams would probably be included in that bubble, and that's the big game for next week. And it's uh, Clemson-Notre Dame, which is getting very interesting line movement. I know Capper, he, it's already, it's only Sunday, but it's hard to keep a degenerate down. He's always thinking about the next game. That's what makes you a degenerate. Tell me what you're seeing in this Clemson-Notre Dame game that interests you. So I've looked up lines starting last night um, after the news came out that Trevor Lawrence would not be playing against Notre Dame. Um, obviously, Coach Dabo not happy about the protocols in place by the ACC. I mean, just, buddy, he's got coronavirus. Just calm down. <laughs> First hey, off, first off, but, just calm but down. Hey, hey, he might have coronavirus, but that means he can still be a good father Cron- and a good husband <laughs> and a great quarterback, and that's what Clemson football is about. That's what they say. Um, Cap- Capper, what is the name of uh, what is the name of Clemson's backup? Can you pronounce uh, it? You get me? ten tries. Ukulele. Ukulele. It's actually, DJ it's actually, Ukulele. It's actually <laughs> Ungulele, isn't it? 
No, no, no. For the purposes of this podcast, he is forever known. For until he is until he is retired from the NFL, he will be called DJ Ukulele. I think um, it makes sense. That is, yeah. So tell us, do you think DJ Ukulele has a shot? I so my theory, I think Notre Dame is perfectly average. They have an okay rushing defense. They have an okay defense. This seems like why is Notre Dame not going to lose to Clemson by thirty points? That's the question I have. Um, and honestly, I'm hoping that this line opens up. What I've seen in terms of a couple shops open is as low as three and as high as seven and a half. So I'm hoping it maybe falls in, in the middle somewhere there. Because Whoa. I think that yeah, honestly, respectfully, three points is like way the too play low. of the century if it's a touchdown. How many times yeah. do we need to watch this fucking movie where Clemson plays against Notre Dame, elite team against Notre Dame, and everyone's wondering what the fuck is going to happen? My God. This it's Clemson so game clear yesterday, that obviously they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Destroyed. This Clemson game yesterday was UNC last year, and what happened after they played UNC? Almost lost to UNC. They beat every team by 40 points. Uh, Notre Dame has been tremendous and I think that Notre Dame has a lot of strengths to their team but I think they're limited in what they can do and it starts with the in book obviously um they don't have an answer for expanding the field at all against a Clemson team that has athletes all over the field on defense I just don't see how they can score points against them and I think um DJ will be able to um get in a little bit more of a groove now that he's going to get first team reps all week of practice um, you know, got punched in the mouth a little bit early in that game, and then really, I mean, just showed a lot. Obviously, it's why he's the backup quarterback at Clemson. Yeah, coach, um, I know you're a fan. Yeah, I, coach, I, I a fan think of too. Teams that do things the right way. Do you see this game being close at all? I, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that Clemson BC game. Yes, our Clemson BC yesterday. You got a fumble at the two yard line that goes the other way. That's a 14 point swing in the game. That game was not, you know, obviously close game yesterday. But if Clemson cashes that one in for a touchdown at the at the two yard line instead of the ninety seven yard fumble return, I'm not sure you have a four point ending. That was that was the second I banged Clemson live. As soon as I saw the fumble return, I I got Clemson even money to win the game, and I was like, obviously, like I mean, and that's all I'll say. I love what Jeff Halfley's doing at BC. He seems like Jeff Halfley is seems like he's two years away from getting a huge, huge coaching job. Uh, he's building something cool there. Do you think I, there's uh, an Do you think there's an ACC conspiracy here to um, have Notre Dame win this game against Clemson in a very close matchup and get two teams in the playoff? Without thinking about it more, yes. Yeah, well, I think so. Uh, I think there's something to it for sure. I mean, why that makes so much sense for the conference because they're getting all of Notre like they're getting a good chunk of Notre Dame's money this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a conspiracy theory because Clemson can lose next week with the backup quarterback playing. And then a couple weeks from now, when they're selecting the playoff, everybody will say, but Trevor Lawrence didn't play. They'll talk about this one of the four best teams concept and the eye test and all these things. And sure enough, Clemson will get in. So this is a a totally, actually, it's probably better for Clemson that Lawrence isn't playing this game. Coach, coach, if we've seen it once, we've seen it a hundred times with these, with these playoff guys. And frankly, where does it end? I don't know. Good question. Great question. I think we have a – we'll, of course, cover uh, more college football on our next step, but let's focus now on the games at hand, which is our NFL Sunday picks. Uh, we're, we're all going to give you an NFL Sunday pick before we head out. Uh, I'll let uh, prop that you haven't spoken in a while. Give us your, your NFL Sunday pick. You're rolling with a team that just seeing this line and seeing this team name, uh, I'll level with you. Make It gives me a fucking stomachache. Why do you like this game? 
I love it even more now. Um, so, yeah, so enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Crush your cold ones with the boys and get ready for the Cowboys plus 11 in primetime at the Eagles. Ben DiNucci got first-team reps in practice all week. And this is more actually a line that I look at and I say, the Eagles are not 11 points better than any team. And so I really don't care who the Eagles play. If I see Eagles minus 11, I'm taking the other side. And um, it's a division rivalry. Throw the records out, even though the records are both shit. And uh, plus 11 is too much. Even if it's like a 16, 17-point game, garbage time touchdown. I'm having a little – you can understand if I'm having a little PTSD after uh, that capper Cowboys pick against uh, the Cardinals. That was a very, very, very bad-looking team out there. Um, it's it's a uh, it's not great, but uh, we're not we're not living it. in the past anymore. Um, that's a that's a bad well, Cowboys so. football team. If a two four and one Eagles team is favored by eleven points against you, that should tell you all you need to know. Uh, prop. We'll roll right with you. Uh, we'll roll right with you to uh, Cap. Which which NFL pick you like this week? Uh, I'm taking the Vikings plus six against Green Bay. Um, we've already talked about divisional rivalries. We've talked about. Um, coaches who are very familiar with each other. Um, Minnesota obviously hasn't played very well this season, but the fact that this line is six tells me all I need to know. 35% of bets on the Vikings, but a basically all the public money on Green Bay this weekend, and that line has dropped from six and a half um, to five and a half, jump back up to six. Um, we've got a lot of weather in Lambeau this week. It's 35 degrees right now with 25 mile per hour winds um for kickoff so is dalvin is dalvin cook um, playing I, it doesn't matter i don't really care it doesn't matter at all yeah i like Madison's i like this pretty, pick capper this is a total that. contrarian pick everybody everybody and their cousins and their second cousins and their fifth cousins and their uncles are betting on the packers today uh this line just doesn't make sense to me you put them on a neutral field this is not a three-point spread this this is a bizarre line the yeah. Viking, well, I guess like of course it's all a matter of looking at the record. the The Vikings are a one and five team, but of course, like they aren't a one. They this is a team that was a Super Bowl. Con- they didn't lose all the players that made them a Super Bowl contender. Like they, they still have some amount. juice. They lost. A, <laughs> they lost good players, but like this isn't. I I view the Vikings sort of in the same lens as the Falcons, where it doesn't seem they aren't great, but it doesn't seem implausible that they could theoretically beat or cover against anybody. Like they have, they have some juice on the offensive end, and that seems, especially against the Packers, who have laid some fucking eggs. I like this pick a lot, because uh, the Packers had games where they just look really bad, and you don't really know what you're gonna get, you know. I, I think if this line is nine to ten, you're all over the Packers. The fact that it's six, you got to be on the Vikings. If that makes any sense. I mean, it was it was seven, and then Aaron Jones. Yeah, if that makes out. any Aaron sense. Jamal deal. Williams is fine, so that's why it moved to a point. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We got a we got a total from coach. He you're looking coach at the at the Dolphins Rams. Looks like the total's 45 and a half. Which side do you like in the total here? Uh good question. Good question, Joe P. I uh I had a chance this week to go back and watch some Aaron Donald film. I uh, watched it watched some on Monday. Bet you did. Um he is something else. Lucky he man. really is. He really is something else. Uh and to put a rookie quarterback two out there against Aaron Donald, oh baby, I am. Uh, I'd be a little. I'd be a little nervous. But you know, this was the plan all along in Miami. They were going to get Tua out there after the bye week. 
their bye weeks got all screwed up with with the COVID-19 postponements and schedule readjustments. Um, but the way I see this game, I do not – I think Miami calls a pretty cautious game. They're not going to be in the business of getting to a, you know, dropping back 40 times and throwing it all over the place. You guys have heard me talk about the Rams. It's a little bit of an overrated offense. They can move the ball, but they're not they're not getting the explosive plays in the passing game that we've seen in the past off of play action. They're still doing all the play action, but it's just not generating big down the field stuff. So I, I see forty five and a half and that total feels a little high to me, guys. I'm I'm gonna take the under here. Really? You're on the under, huh? I so I'm on this game. I this was the game I picked as well. I'm on the Dolphins plus three and a half in this spot. Um, I think for the reason you're you're talking about fading Tua their first game, but of course the Dolphins didn't need to play Tua, uh, but they are, and I don't think it's because he looks like shit. Uh, I think so, and I Tua is a good player, but I when I look at this game, what I what I see in the Dolphins is I see a logo that people are betting against right now. They still see a team that's been bad for five years. They don't see a team that beat the fuck out of the 49ers 43-17. They don't see a team that shut out an NFL team 24-0. That is impressive no matter how dog shit. Are, are the Jets uh, an NFL I, team? I, that's why I didn't say count. the Jets. It's that's the why Jets. I called them an NFL team. Thanks, Prop Bet. Uh, but, but are they? <laughs> we So basically, we know that the Rams will lay eggs. This seems like a spot for that because if I'm the public looking at this, of course you're hammering the Rams here, thinking that like you're getting this great value only less than a touchdown but like the Dolphins are going to outright this game this is a game that the Dolphins could outright buy a lot I I like them I I think that you take the three and a half but if you sprinkle the little money line cheddar on them as a public better I don't hate it yeah I I agree I actually there used to be a day where we used to talk about teams going west to east to play a one o'clock kickoff and how how big of an effect that is would have on them We've seen that sort of fade away in recent years. I mean, Seattle, for example, has been you know, dominant on the East Coast. But I, I think there's still something to that, and, and I don't think an empty stadium helps these teams playing uh, 1 o'clock kicks. Well, don't overlook the fact that uh, the Rams played Monday night. You got that shorter week also. I mean, it all matters. You added all the factors, and I can see Miami outriding too, which means uh, the Rams are going to win by yep. 30. We're going to – let's well, – uh, it's – I think we covered we covered some good ground here. I'm excited to see uh, – Beyond all the all the football action we discussed, one story I'm excited to keep track of is uh, Tom Herman continuing to be the ex that makes breaking up with him as difficult and painful as possible. I love him for that. Uh, he is just going to drag out this process and make it horrific for, for Texas football. Congratulations to the Longhorns on their huge victory over Oklahoma State and, and just further clogging up shit in what is the gigantic shit show that is the Big 12. We're excited to watch that. And congrats to our King of the Hill picker for losing. Yeah, our King of the Hill picker is now 0-3. Uh, if you are a human being that is sentient and you think that you can pick one side of a sports game, hit us up because you might have as good a shot as any of our other past King of the Hill pickers. Hit us up at BYBW Podcast. We're looking for some new crews. Listeners, I've got a good idea for next week. Listeners, find find a game, find a quarter, and flip it, and then send us your pick. We want it. Be at BYBW Podcast Instagram. Hit us up, chumps.